0: You're listening to a prophet, a collaboration between Sahlain and Al Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at slash support. Now, as the prophet was leaving Medina, the Jews of Medina do something unusual. When they heard Muslims are going to Khaybar, they pressured Muslims who were indebted to them, they had lent Muslims some money, so Muslims were indebted to them, to pay back their debts, even though the time had it come. They demanded Muslims who owed them any amount of money to pay it back. Now remember, the Jews were economically prosperous, and so Muslims would regularly borrow money from them. This was common in Medina. There was a Muslim by the name of Abdullah. He borrowed four or five dirhams from a Jewish man. Four or five dirhams is not a lot of money. Maybe in today's currency, it's about fifty dollars, hundred dollars. Not a big deal. He borrowed this amount of money from a Jewish from a Jewish man named Abu Shaham. His name or his title was Abu Shaham. When Abu Shaham heard that Muslims are heading to Khaybar. He demanded Abdullah to pay back the four or five dirhams. The following conversation takes place between them. Abdullah the Muslim tells him, Ajani, give me time. I hope to pay you back, especially after Khaybar. Allah is going to give us so many resources <laughs> and Allah will allow me to pay you back. Abu shaham became furious. <laughs> he was engulfed with envy and jealousy. He told him You think fighting Khaybar is fighting these Bedouins? There's a huge difference between the two. I swear by the Torah, there are 10,000 fighters there. Don't underestimate khabar. You're Khaybar. You know, you're saying it so easily. We're going to go to Khaybar and our economic conditions will improve. Do you know what Khaybar is? The guy told him, okay, I don't have the money to give you back. He's like, no, I demand it. So they come to the Prophet ﷺ. When the Prophet heard the case, the Prophet told Abdullah, give it back to him. Give the money back. Abdullah said to the Prophet, I swear by the one who sent you as a messenger, I don't have the money to give him back. I'm poor, I'm broke. I don't even have four or five dirhams. The Prophet ﷺ told him, give it back. Meaning, however you can just give it back to him, even if you need to borrow from someone else. It seems that the Prophet insisted on him to give the money back because the Prophet did not want any Jew to humiliate a Muslim to go around oh you know uh, he owes me money and he's not willing to pay me back the Prophet doesn't want that the Prophet wants to protect the dignity of all Muslims so the Prophet firmly told Abdullah the Muslim you have to pay him back it's my order just give him give him back so after he gives up after three tries that he was wearing you know the traditional garments it was like you have the upper garments and the lower garments he sold one of them because he was broke and he was just left with one but when you're left with one you cannot fully cover your body so some Muslims felt bad for him and they donated to him you know a piece of garment he paid back the Jewish man now why did the Jews make this demand from Muslims what's the analysis here why is it that when they heard Muslims are going to Khaybar, They're like any money we have in the hands of Muslims. Let's claim it back. Why? Okay, so one analysis, they're going to die. The money will be lost. We'll never see it again. That's one ana- analysis. What else? So take the resources from them to weaken them. right they don't want them to be even that much more successful now normally that's how you'd think it is right but the real analysis is not that guess what the real analysis is when you look at the historical clues the jews of medina knew very well this man is a prophet and Allah will support him they knew he would not not die in Khaybar. they knew that very well and the track record of the prophet showed that they knew that as the holy quran talks about the people of the book the Quran says they know him like they know their own children. Would you ever get confused between your children? I've seen big families, right? Like even some of them, relatives. Um, and let's say they have a lot of children, grandchildren. I get confused. I don't know who's who. But if it's your children, you never get confused. You never get confused. Or have you seen twins? Or what do you call when the twins are three or four? Is there a name for that? Triplets, quadruplets. I know a family who have triplets, right? I can't tell the difference between them. But if you ask the mother, like even if she's looking at them with the corner of her eyes, she'll notice who's who. It's, their, it's your children. The Quran says the Jews knew the Prophet as they knew their own children. That's how much yakin they had, he's a Prophet. Yet they fought him out of their stubbornness so they knew he was a prophet they knew he won't be killed at khaybar they knew that so then now why did they demand the money they know he's going to achieve victory he will come back from khaybar victorious they knew that so why did they demand the money because uh, if you demand it and you are not loser it's better than money look at look at how the jews thought at the time look at their mentality the jews thought The only reason why the Muslims coexisted with them peacefully in Medina and gave them the freedom to do their business, because the Prophet really gave them a lot of rights and protection. They thought the only reason why Muslims treated them well is because the Muslims were weak and they were scared of khaybar, khaybar. Khaybar keeps Muslims in check. Now that Muslims decided to go to khaybar and they will achieve victory, they'll be so powerful they will crush us. So let's save our money now that's how they thought and in fact in doing so it shows you their own personality and character because when you project an accusation on certain people many times you yourself have those qualities isn't that the case people who don't trust other people and they exactly they themselves they're not trustworthy they betray, they backstab. If you see someone who's, you know, always telling you that person is gonna backstab me, that person is going to backstab me, usually, I'm not judging all the time, usually the person, this person, he's a backstabber. That's why he's scared of others because he doesn't want the, the thing he does on others to happen to himself. So the Jews at the time they went by mantaq al-kuwa, the logic of power. If you're powerful people will respect you, if not people won't and that's how they were. If someone was not powerful they didn't respect them, take advantage of them. So they thought if the Prophet goes to Khaybar and he achieves victory and the Muslims come and they've eliminated Khaybar, they're going to be the strongest force in Arabia. So they will oppress us, they won't give us back our money. That's the miscalculation they did. So like let's save our money from now. See how shallow-minded they were? Yes. Exactly, that's part of the irony. If you know that he is a trustworthy prophet, you know he's not going to oppress you. Maybe they trusted the prophet, but they didn't trust Muslims. They're like, Muslims will feel so strong, they'll take our money. In any case, their calculation is is irrational. You know this prophet is a man of peace, mercy. He's given you freedom in Medina. Why do you think that's going to change? There's no reason for that to change. But in any case, that's what they did. They tried to save their money as much as they could.